Welcome to Season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. It is Iron Bowl week. I am half of your podcast team, Jason Tiffin, along with Tom Sims. I'm the other half. I'm the one lobbying for the I'm not charging, you're charging, since we're now in the top ten. We are. basketball. We are in the top ten. You know, J.D. Davidson, that's the the kid out of Calhoun, which is, I think, around Montgomery. Red Bay, my hometown, played him. It was not the COVID year. I guess it was 2019. And uh, or maybe 2020. I don't remember when exactly it was, but what Davidson's a freshman this year. He was a, he was a junior, whatever that whatever year that was. But anyway, Red Bay plays them in the first game at Birmingham, in the Final Four, and JD Davidson has already done something to Alabama that he did not do against Red Bay. What's that? He got a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we held him without a dunk, but we did. I mean. That and was we a missed, game plan, wasn't it? I, I guess so. It dang sure wasn't winning. But, <laughs> and it's funny because we missed a lot of we missed a lot of shots underneath, and we had a good ball club. Like we've got a couple of kids that are playing, you know, at post post high school, and we had one kid about six foot five, and we missed some easy layups and some putbacks. And I know why we missed them because <laughs> JD was under there. They ran basically a stretched out. 2-3 zone, and I, when I say stretched out, it was really like a 2-2-1, two, two, and they put Davison in the back underneath the bucket and knowing that he could get to the corner and he could get anything that came inside, and it, it worked masterfully. But Are you trying to tell me they ran the same two plays all night? <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> nice little foreshadowing there. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm not charging your tra- – I, I would come closer to doing I'm not bunting, you're bunting. So <laughs> – all right, and the commentary, we have a plethora of topics to go over. And, Tom, you know, you told me what plethora means, and that means a lot. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, honestly, though, I have three things I want to cover. And the first one is it irritates me the way the conference schedule is set up. We have this past weekend used to be Cupcake Week. This was, you know, Alabama versus uh, Middle Tennessee Mexico State. Mexico State. Yeah, whoever. And, you know, I won't, I won't bore you with – I won't try to name off 12 uh, G5 or 14 G5 schools. But for whatever reason, you know, Auburn kicked up about, we had to play Georgia, then a Cupcake, then Bama. That ain't fair. And we want to – you know, we want to move the Georgia game. Well, they let them move the Georgia game. But basically they said, okay, you can move the Georgia game, but then you're going to play a conference game before Alabama. You're not getting your cupcake. And that's fine, but it hurt. I mean, that hurts us because 
days they were like, well, we know better than to try to give Bama a cupcake before Auburn, and Auburn has to play, you know, South Carolina or Arkansas or LSU or whatever. So we're going to, uh, you know, we're just going to make both of them play conference games, which I don't have a problem with. But what I do have a problem with is this past week, here was the schedule. You had Kentucky in the East versus New Mexico State. You had Georgia versus Charleston Southern. You had Tennessee versus South Alabama. All, they all played cupcakes. Like, well, I don't understand why we had to move cupcake week, why we had to split it up. I mean, I guess because of TV or whatever. But I, I'm And I'm very perturbed because the East, in the East you have four teams that do not play. Uh, their rivalry is not in conference. You have South Carolina plays Clemson. You have Florida plays Florida State. You have Georgia playing Georgia Tech. And you have – who am I missing? Kentucky and Louisville. Thank you very much. Kentucky playing Louisville. Well, so to me, in the East, you've, they need to play a conference opponent the, the, the week before rivalry week. I don't care what you do with Alabama and Auburn and the, and the rest of the West. And, and for the record, there were three Western teams that played uh, cupcakes, LSU, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. But I, I don't agree with, you know, the West, luckily we wrapped it up and we really thought we would not, that we wouldn't know the West representative until the end of this week because, you know, Alabama and Auburn were on a collision course until one of the teams had a, suffered a three-game losing streak. <laughs> and well, uh, That was only a shock to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like, and I understand it, the East would probably be, would, would be wrapped up even going into last week, but at least make Georgia play somebody because technically as good as they've been, they're making the the playoffs. So they've had three weeks to prepare for Bama. You, you know, they didn't work on anything with Charleston Southern. They're 35 and a half point favorites against Georgia Tech. And they've been working on us where we had to prepare for Arkansas, or I guess we prepared. I don't know. You can really tell it by the, the way the game was played at times. And then we better be preparing for Auburn because they would love nothing more than to send us to Atlanta with a loss. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I heard they have Matthew Stafford in their camp running uh, Bryce Young place. (laughs) Not sure if serious. (laughs) All right, Tom, would you like to comment on Cupcake Week and what I just said? Because I've got another topic that is totally off the wall from that one. So, if you would like to respond, do so No, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get too deep into Cupcake Week because – uh, your complaints about uh, the, basically the East teams, in particular Georgia, is the same complaints that we've heard from the country about Alabama over the past few years. So it doesn't really bother me. I do, I do think, I agree, though, that it should be equitable. Typically, and, and I, when I say equitable, I mean equitable within the conference because typically everybody was sort of on the same page. And now, like you said, there's... 80% of the conference playing out of conference uh, games this weekend and 20% are not. So uh, just just make it across the board or don't, whatever the case is. But, uh, yeah, I, I can see your point. But it doesn't yeah, rile me up too bad. I think with – and it wouldn't me either if, if Florida State and Georgia Tech were worth a crap. But they're not. You know, it's, yeah, well, it's you can't control that, though. No, but, I mean, what you can do, though, is especially when Oklahoma and Texas come in the league – you can tell you, you can say, look, guys, we we want to keep the rivalry, but you're going to have to play these first week of November, uh, last week of October. I mean, put Georgia and Tennessee, or put Georgia, Florida, 
the week the uh, the week before rivalry week or rivalry week. You know, mm-hmm. that would be a must-see TV right there, and it would make Georgia and Florida. Of course, Florida fell apart this year, but there's a lot of years where that would decide the Eastern Division. So, anyway, yeah. let's move on to uh, to the Big Ten. And, you know, Ohio State, which we'll talk about later in, in our playoff predict, predictions, uh, unfortunately. But they, somebody's got to step up in the Big Ten. And, you know, I guess people outside of the ACC is like, well, somebody's got to step up and beat Bama. Well, they have. They have. The last five years, I went back five years, including this year, so really four, four plus this year, here's your SEC championship games. Here's the teams that participated and the ranking. So four, five years ago, 2017, Auburn number four, Georgia number six. 2018, Bama number one, Georgia number four. Okay, there's two different Western Division teams right there. The next year, 19, LSU one, Georgia four. Now the Eastern Division, we're stick, we got Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. But in the West, we've had Auburn, we've had Bama, we've had LSU. 20 last year was Bama one, Florida 11, and this year is going to be Bama at two or three and Georgia at one. Okay. The, the lowest-ranked team out of that whole bunch was Florida at 11. And if they had not thrown the shoe last year, what would they have been, five? Probably. Five or, five or six? Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the Big Ten the last f- five years. We'll go quickly. Cause we'll, let's just focus on Ohio State's division. I'm not sure if that's the leaders or the legends, but regardless. <laughs> okay, so the last five years, it's been Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Uh, wait, w- which one was in year three? Um, okay, that was Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. All right, so in 17, they were ranked 8th, playing Wisconsin ranked 4th. 18, ranked 6th, playing Northwestern ranked 21st. Mm. 21st. That, that was yeah. probably a late entry into the top 25 Trash. as well. Trash. Oh, absolutely. 19, three years ago that you asked about, Ohio State won, Wisconsin 8th. And then last year you had Ohio State four, Northwestern fourteen, and then this year Northwestern. Yeah, this year you've got Ohio State, which will be ranked two or three, versus Wisconsin or Iowa, which are currently ranked fifteen and seventeen. They do not play each other, to my knowledge. I didn't really look, but you know, at at best, let's just say Wisconsin beats the crap out of uh, whoever they play, what are they going to get to? Maybe 11 or 12? They're not going to jump them too high. So, I mean, that's just pathetic. That look at, you know, the, the the SEC, you got four versus six, 1v4, 1v4, 1v11, and then 1v2. <clears throat> Where on the, the Big Ten, you know, granted Ohio State had been ranked, excuse me. <clears throat> granted Ohio State. <laughs> has not been ranked in the top five every year, but I mean the last three years they're going to be one, four, and then two or three. And mm-hmm. on the other side, I mean 14, 21, 15 to 17 this year, just just disgusting. And somebody, we need Michigan to step up and beat them, which we'll discuss that later. So would you like to say anything on the Big Ten, Tom? I think that was perfect. I have nothing hey, to add. Excellent. The last thing. I look for this, and I ought to keep up with it because I, I, I'm sure you could find the information immediately after the game on all the various websites pretty easily. But I feel like – let me ask you a question. Alabama's recruiting. We have recruited very well the past 
three years, the past five years, the past eight years, correct? Yeah, I'd say we were pretty good at that. Okay. And we've had, you know, some some good to great defenses, some good to great individual players, linemen, linebackers, rush ends. So how is it that I feel like we very seldom get holding calls in our favor? Like the offensive line, what I'm saying is Arkansas had zero holding calls against us. I saw number eight get tackled one time, and they didn't call it. Hmm. I, I just don't – I, I, I want to see a breakdown – of Team A, so Arkansas's Team A, Mississippi State can be Team B. We actually did get some holding calls against Scott Lashley, who used to be at Bama, and he transferred to Mississippi State, and he's not very good. But I'd like to see how many holding calls Team A gets against Auburn, against Missouri, against Kentucky, against Florida, as opposed to how many holding calls they get against Bama, because I'm telling you, I don't think it's equitable. And I don't know if you saw – did you see Bo Nix? He, he does a uh, – as part of his NIL – He's hired by Crane Works out of Birmingham, and he does a little segment on uh, on jocks. Did you see that today? I did not. Oh, my gosh. He basically said if he was in the NFL, he'd be getting fined for uh, blowing, up the re- blowing out the referees in a public setting. He basically <laughs> said, it's pitiful. I'll try to send it to you. I'll try to tweet it out. I mean, he he is he personifies Auburn. He personifies little brother. You could tell his daddy was Pat Nix by the way he talked. He was saying that they said, "Well, I guess you saw Bryce Young, you know, throw for seven thousand yards and needed almost every one of them, uh, you know, over the weekend." What'd you think about that? And he said, "Yeah, no, Arkansas did about the same to Alabama." And he said, "You know, there, there was some questionable calls there, some some key calls." And I, you know, he, then he start he realized what he'd done. He'd opened the can of worms. And he started dancing around. Well, then they asked him later. They said, well, you know, would you like to clarify what you said about, are you saying that Alabama gets the calls? He's like, well, you know, you just see some things. Like if you were unbiased, you just see uh, some calls that just kind of make you scratch your head. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> I, of all people. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy who took a snap under center, fumbled it, threw it backwards into the turf, and they called it a, a grounding, incorrectly called it grounding, that yeah, would have it, cost them the game last yeah, year. Yeah, l- literally the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we get all the calls, and we get, you know, that Auburn fans are convinced that Birmingham, that, that Alabama in Tuscaloosa, that Alabama has – the pulse on the conference office in Birmingham, it, and it just it, – it's ridiculous to me. But, I, yeah, you need to watch that. But I, I do feel like that Alabama is just – it's like Simone Biles, the um, the gymnast, is – she. they said that she was scored unfairly because she was so much better than everybody else. She was scored, like, against her past performances or whatever, which is not fair. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that happens to Bama sometimes. I know it does as, as fans. Like, we, we look at our team compared to teams of past, which I, I would like to talk about later. So, anyway, that's my rant on the commentary. Got I'm done. On your mind tonight, bud. I did. I did, actually. And, uh, well, I'm glad you got it off your chest. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. I bought two bottles of Blanton's <laughs> um, Saturday. And I got into and started nipping around on one of them, and I got angry because <laughs> bourbon tends to do that to you. And I started firing off emails to myself. I'm like, I want to talk about this on the commentary. <laughs> I want to talk about this on the commentary. So, <laughs> but anyway, I'm done. Uh, let's recap Bama, Arkansas. I'll let you stop. I'm out of breath. <laughs> 
Yeah, this this game was uh, obviously closer than we wanted it to be on the scoreboard, although once halftime was over, we were never really in danger of losing that game. Um, I watched the. I was at the game. I had a. I had an interesting perspective. I was. I was only. Uh, I was only three rows up in the end zone. Not even on the end zone. Like three rows above field level. Um, so it was an interesting perspective because I've never sat there before, and I enjoyed it immensely. But I didn't get to see all the intricacies. I was constantly watching the big screen to see if we picked up a yard or yeah. or, or got stuff. You know, depth perception was non-existent. But um, so so I didn't I didn't get to see uh, uh, any of the replays or or anything like that for for the particulars. But um, I went and looked back at our performance this year, particularly after Arkansas puts up what what was the final? It was uh forty two thirty five, is that is That's that right? correct, yes. Yeah. So I was disappointed with the with the score as most people were. And then I went and looked at the total offensive production in the conference. And Arkansas does rank near the bottom, unfortunately. They they currently rank uh, let's see, 12, 11, 10, 9. They're ninth in the conference in uh, total total yardage, total offensive yardage from scrimmage. They averaged passing the ball 220 yards per game. They had 358 on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was I was with my neighbor Rick and we were watching it and I was like you know those those passes, and he's an Arkansas fan, by the way, which is w- one of the reasons that uh, that he and I went to the game together. But uh, he, uh, you know, I was looking, and and a lot of the passes seemed to me they, and this has happened a lot over the years. It, it at least at least that's my perception of it, where. The quarterbacks and receivers, when they play Alabama, they just throw it that one-on-one coverage. They just throw it, whether he's covered or not. We hardly ever do that. But teams that beat us or teams that stay in the game with us or teams that get unusual, unusually high production from their passing game typically throws a lot of one-on-one coverage to a receiver that just goes up and, and makes a catch. They do a lot of back shoulder. They do a lot of just throwing it up for... I don't want to say up for grabs because I didn't really see that, but I, I, I did see they were making catches on guys who were actually covered. You know, when Bryce Young is hitting guys across the middle, they're they're open. They're mm-hmm. they're you know they're running away from the defender, but uh, that didn't seem to be the case Saturday. And that's just and and I heart and I'm not gonna rehash it from last week. Last week I I, I ran it a little bit about things that are likely too late in the year to clean up. You are what you are at this point of the season, and, and that secondary has done that a few times this year. But I, but I will say this, that's only the second time this season that we've given up a 300-yard passer. That's a, it's a little bit of a, a, a funny stat to me. I would not have guessed that before I looked it up. Uh, you want to take a stab at the other 300-yard passer? Tennessee. No, they didn't get there. It was uh, it was 
old Rogers from State who got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Got it. We held them to nine. Exactly. <laughs> and so and one of the reasons I looked up the offensive stats for the conference, Mississippi State is one, we're two, Ole Miss is three, Florida is four, LSU is five, Tennessee is six, Auburn is seven. We played all those teams. Well, will once once we yeah, play Auburn, yeah. um, and so th- it was. It's a some little bad bit. football teams right there. <laughs> it, it is, but they <laughs> apparently they found ways to put up yardage on people. Um, so I, I found that to be interesting overall. Like I said, I never felt like we were in danger of losing the game in the second half. We had a two hundred yard advantage. I will say I was I was in the stands with Rick and. Arkansas was facing that fourth and eleven from their thirty-four, and they sent out the punt team. I turned to Rick. I was like, "What are they doing?" So there's three minutes to go in the game. You're down fourteen. What does it matter if you lose by twenty-one or fourteen? And mm-hmm. I guess they heard me because they called a timeout and <laughs> sent their offense back out. End up picking up the first down, and and dang, if they didn't go down and score and have a shot at an onside. So yeah, um, I think I also. One of the other things I ran it about last week, I actually texted you during the game. Did we get blown up on another fourth and one with a fullback in there? Yeah, yeah, it seems like we did. I didn't get to see the actual replay of what happened there. I just know that they they lined up in the fullback, and it's I don't think we've gained any yardage in that formation this year. None. Yeah, I think I think, we, I think that was when a four slipped, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I never saw the replay. I didn't know what went on, but I know the fullback was in there, and I know we didn't get it, and we turned it over on downs. Um, so, all in all, that was not the was not the final score we wanted. We are in surviving advance mode, and the way we've been playing, we're not better than Georgia. I don't think there's any stretch in the in in the nation or anybody that would say that except for your diehard homer alabama folks but we're, we're not better than georgia can we win a game against of course we're we're i mean heck if texas a&m can beat us we can beat georgia yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh it's 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 not a lost cause but you've we can't play the way we've played the last three weeks and expect to even be in that game. If we if we play the way we've played the last three weeks, we're we're gonna get run out of that stadium. Yeah, yeah. And we we've just got some cleanup to do. Just simple as that. And you know the other thing that I will mention for for I let you chime in here, and this is concerning. It's been concerning for several weeks, but last week it really come to uh or not last week week before last when we played uh who was it we played for in new mexico state lsu mm-hmm. and then again this past week is our running game is not good and it was better this past week than it was lsu but i noticed that trey sanders got one carry saturday yeah yeah we're one. riding four and that's it we're riding him, and it's not good. It's not – I mean, you're going to need more juice, particularly if you get up against a defensive line like Georgia. Heck, a defensive line, Auburn's going to have a, as good a defensive line. I say not really as good, but uh, they're going to have a comparable defensive line to Arkansas, I think. Um, yeah, probably so. So, you know, it's uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that, that we'll escape that game, but I think – 
and we'll get into this a little later, but I think we're 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 setting ourselves up for a must win in the SEC championship game. Mm, yeah, that kind of makes me nervous on which way you're going to go with the Iron Bowl. Uh, you covered Bama Arkansas pretty well. We just I have <clears throat> I have all shucks our team all year long. I just can't do it anymore. I don't have the energy to do it. I we're, we are like you said, we are what we are, and we're just not a complete team in any stretch of the imagination. And, and that's sad because we're 10 and one. And I promised myself three or four years ago that I was going to quit being hypercritical and I was going to enjoy the wins and I do what I can. I try to, but like, it's just so frustrating. We're up 31 to 14. And I mean, we play it just like you draw it up. We score before half to make it 24 to 14. We get the ball coming out of half and we score, make it 31, 14. I'm like, this is it. This is where we want to be. We're up 17 points. Let's kick off. Let's get a three and out. Four and not even a three and out, dude. Just just a punt. I don't yep. care if you run six or seven plays. Let's just get a punt. And then we've got the ball with a 17-point lead. There's probably uh, south of eight minutes left in the third quarter. Any points and the game is over, specifically a touchdown. If we get up 38-14, then it's desperation time for them. But what do we do? First and ten, second and seven. Third and one, and they throw a pass, which I believe he pushed off, but it did not get called. And if you're going to sit here and whine about offensive pass interference not being called, you're going to do a lot of whining because they just don't call it. They they want points scored, and anytime you call OPI, it take, it's definitely going to kill a drive because it's a 15-yard penalty. They're just not going to call it unless it's blatant. And, you know, but then, bam, all of a sudden it's 31-21. We get, you know, we have a game. So it's just so frustrating. How many fake special teams plays can we give up this year? Isn't that three in a row during SEC competition? I mean, I don't know who the LSU jump pass on the punt. Who was the, uh, what was so the one before Arkansas, that? LSU, and didn't uh, uh, was it Tennessee, Tennessee that did one? Yeah, I think they did. But I mean, okay, we had just and this is crazy. Like Gary Danielson's bad as I hate him. You know, they're lining up for the field goal, and he's like, you know, this is the this is the direction that Bama missed. We've got one of the best kickers in the in the country, and I know he missed extra point, and he's not hit all his field goals this year like he did last. But Rockard is top notch, and when he comes up short on a forty nine yard field goal towards the north end zone, then. It's probably the wind is something happened because he hit that clean, man. It looked good. I, I, I couldn't believe it didn't go in. It was just short. And I'm like, they're not, they're about to fake this. And dang, if they didn't fake it and it works like a charm. I mean, my gosh, dude, let's go get with it, special teams. We should have got got had a penalty for a rub play there, though. What, the ref? Yeah. <laughs> so, but like you said, Auburn is capable of beating us. They shouldn't beat us. We're favored by 18 and a half, 19 points for a reason. But we oh, – the, the, Kudos for me, by the way, for <clears throat> predicting we'd be no less than 17-point favorites from here on out yeah, about four you, weeks you ago. You better be glad Bo Nix got hurt is about all I can say. Yeah, we'd have been 22. <laughs> but, you know, we the, the times – the games that we can play half-ass are over, and including this weekend. I mean, we cannot go down there and – have a quarter, have, you know, a 22, 23-minute stretch where we're three and out, four and out, three and out, turnover on downs and fumble. Like, we will get beat. And this team is capable of doing that, We, you know, we as we saw at Florida. So, no margin for error. And the, I think the best news is 
if we if we do beat Georgia, the best two teams in the country right now, in my opinion, are Georgia and Ohio State. And if we were to beat Georgia, those two teams have to play in the semifinals. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that would be awesome. But let's we'll talk about that later. Let's get into Auburn and USC. So I told you I had uh, broken to the Blantons and. I was uh, irritated because, you know, 35-28, a win is a win is a win. But, gum, I'm tired. I, I like the old Bama. I like Bama from last year where you just got hammered. And, yeah, we might give up 28, but we're scoring 55. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just such a satisfying margin of victory. So, I'm mad. I'm, I'm like, well, maybe Auburn to get beat. So, I turn it on, you know, 7 nothing Auburn, 14 nothing Auburn. I go play Fortnite. I'm like, I ain't watching this crap. So uh, I play a few games of Fortnite, and I, I'm in between games, and I hear the crowd roar on the TV in the next room. So I take my headphones off. It's fourteen fourteen. I'm like, man, let's watch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, as we know, South Carolina won, and Harson's in over his head. I, I'm not going to be shocked if he doesn't go to uh, to Washington to get out of this situation. Auburn is not going to fire him. The message board fodder from the Auburn boards are like, well, well can we get rid of him? What, what, what are we what are we looking at, coaches? I'm, I'm like, you're out of your mind. If you See think if you're you can borrow him. money from Malzahn. Yeah, after, after one year. But I do think, I, I think if he, he's a, he's a fish out of water at Auburn, man. Most people are because most people are not, you know, cowboys and, and ride John Deere tractors with three teeth in their head and, and chewing tobacco. So he's definitely out of um, out of uh, out of sorts with Auburn, and you know there's rumors about uh, his daughter and uh, and an assistant coach who got fired. And like I said, how are you going to keep them down on the farm once they got a load of Carl Hungus? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think getting to Washington would do him a world of good. And I don't know what's better for Alabama as far as. Would it be better for Harson to stick around? He's in over his head. He, I've got three, and I'm about to give you the three reasons. I know I'm getting a word salad here, but he is in over his head. What would be more detrimental for him to go to Washington and all of a sudden they're they're going to be on their third different coach in what less than twelve months? Right? They hired they hadn't this time last year. They had Malzahn. December twenty fourth, they hired Harson. So let's just say he walks to Washington December first. And then they hire somebody by December to, before December twenty fourth. In one calendar year, they're going to be on their third coach. I mean, they're they're flirting with Tennessee territory after they fired Fulmer. So I don't know what whatever's worse for them. I hope happens because here and let me get to the where he's in over his head. Three calls where you just can't make these calls. If you remember back game three uh, at Penn State, they're down twenty eight to twenty. Fourth and goal from probably the three or four. I mean, I definitely he definitely would have got second guessed if he would have run tank off a tackle because it was a it was a solid three or four yards. But I definitely with Bo Nix, I'm rolling him out. I'm gonna do a run pass option because Nix can make things happen. And he throws a an all or nothing fade. And the receiver didn't read fade. The receiver ran he read the – I guess – I don't know, dude. Like I said, I'm a ball watcher. But I assume it was an option play where, hey, if the DB does this, you do this. If the DB does that, you do that. And the receiver the receiver read that he should run a stop and or back shoulder or whatever, and Bo read the fade, and the ball fell harmlessly out of bounds. So that was play one. Play two, as we talked about last week, you're up you're, – you're down 15, you score, and you cut it to nine, and you go for two. 100% – Bad call. 
analytics be damned. There's no way that is the right call in any situation, Tom Sims. And then this past <laughs> week, fourth and one, you're up 14 to seven against a team that you should beat, even with a backup quarterback. I expect Mississippi State, oh, I expect anybody in the West with a backup quarterback to be able to beat South Carolina. They are that low right now as a program. They're up 14-7, to seven, Auburn is, on their own 35-yard line, fourth and one, and they go for it. I, and it's, it's kind of it's, – it's deep in the second quarter. Obviously, he could have punted and probably made it to half. I mean, if he gets a hold, you know, if he gets a three and out, four and out, five and out from South Carolina, Auburn's going to have the lead at 14-7 at half. Okay, he goes for it. I don't agree with it, but let's talk about it. Okay, he throws a pass. Don't like that. He threw a deep pass. Definitely don't like that. But the worst call in the whole situation was you got the probably the top running back. I don't know. Uh, Zeus from Georgia is very good. And that Beatty from, from Missouri is very good. But Tank, I'm taking Tank all day. All right, once again, I have had internet problems. I'm going to try to pick up from where I think I got cut off. We were talking about backup quarterback, and you should be able to beat South Carolina. So the fourth and one from the 35, I feel like that you punt. But if you want to go for it, that's fine. Go for it. Auburn went for it, and they threw a pass, which I'm not a fan of. And then also they threw a long pass, which I'm definitely not a fan of. But the most egregious thing they did in that fourth and one play, you had one of the top running backs in the in the conference on the sideline. Tank Bigsby was not even in the game to be a decoy. That is then so there's your three. Fourth and goal, fade at Penn State, going for two, down nine against Mississippi State, and then fourth and one on your own thirty-five, and that cost them. It cost them dearly. It went it went tied at half, and then as we know, they lost by three. So the biggest concern for Auburn, if I'm an Auburn fan, is this right here. The last four games, after halftime, they have scored three against Ole Miss, zero against Texas A&M, six against Mississippi State, and three against South Carolina. Uh, I'm sure that will change this week, however. <laughs> yeah, it usually does. Yeah, I don't know. You mentioned something a while ago about what you thought may or may not be the worst thing or the best thing for us, worst thing for Auburn, which are two, one and the same, I guess, right? Correct. Um, and I'm just pulling it up just to make sure that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm uh, remembering it correctly. But I think the best thing would be to have him stick around for at least one, possibly two. Yeah, because currently he's 32nd in recruiting. Mm-hmm. That's the number. People can say what they want to about development, coaching, decision making, seeing talent and players that nobody else sees. Sure, there's there's a few diamonds in the rough out there. There always are. But if you're going to consistently recruit sub twenty five, you're going to be a sub twenty five team. That's just. You can fool yourself and say you're not, but that—that's exactly what you're going to be. So, 
Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. Again, I, I was I did the game day experience. I was keeping up with as much as I could of those games. Um, I didn't get back home till about eight o'clock with traffic and all that jazz. So uh, it's not a good note for Auburn to to go into the Iron Bowl. You know, my 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 two girls go to Auburn. Boo. And, <laughs> I know. Nikki, the oldest one, she she's uh, she's more into football than than her mom or her sister, and she's not the the quintessential. Hey, I know everything about there is about football. She just enjoys it, but she's probably typical of a lot of Auburn folks where she was all excited about the Iron Bowl for the last two weeks because she was going, and then now she's considered not going. <laughs> I mean, that's just you know that's that's where they're at right now as a program. Um, so, like I said, that that's not the spot you want to be coming into this game. We have mentioned it several times before that Saban has had trouble with ranked Auburn teams on the plains and hadn't beaten one yet. He won't even get a shot at it this year. They're going to have to do something different. Saturday than they've been doing and I don't know what that is. I don't I watched enough of the game Saturday to realize that the who's their quarterback in there, Finley? Yeah, TJ Finley. He's got a good arm. He's got a strong arm. But he his decision making, his accuracy is gonna have to get Twofold better minimum to keep them in that game Saturday. He could do it. I mean, heck, <laughs> look at Calzada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at TJ Jefferson. Jefferson, I bet he ain't throwing a 300-yard game all year, and he goes on the road to the number two team in the country, defending national champion, puts up 360. Yeah. So, it, it can happen. It's not a gimme. There's no, no doubt about that. All right, so was that your intro to the Iron Bowl or what? Heck, I'm done with it. well you know we have talked about on this podcast we don't talk about irrelevant teams so (laughs) i I was waiting on the game (laughs) (laughs) and uh and when you lose three in a row in conference play you become irrelevant and that's that's i just wrote a few notes down because we if you listen to this podcast you know our thoughts on auburn you know we have we highlight their strengths or weaknesses as much as we do bama's probably sometimes more so i guess but you know, three, four weeks ago, Auburn was five and two. They were six and they're six and two, and they were on a collision course that that the Iron Bowl was going to be for the representative from the West to go to Atlanta, and that came to a crashing halt. Now they can't even spoil it for us. Like we're in. So after the after the win at Arkansas, you know. If we would have lost Arkansas, they could have still played spoiler. All they can do now, it doesn't even hurt us to lose to them. Because if we lose to them, we go beat Georgia next week, we're in. Now, we're not the number one seed. I don't know. I think we'd be the number three seed. But uh, we, we wouldn't be number one. But they, they this game is meaningless other than bragging rights, and that kills them when the Iron Bowl does not mean something because they live in – they live and die and breathe off of beating Bama, and it now it doesn't really matter. The line's 19 to half points. But as much as I wish we would beat them 41 to 7, you know, 49 to, to 10, it, it's just not going to happen. You can kid yourself that. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about bets yet, because, but that might, you might hear this game talked about later. 
I just I don't see us covering the nineteen and a half. We will we I, and I could definitely see us getting up twenty four to nothing or twenty or thirty one to three. But I promise you, they will come back. Our defense will fart around on the back end, and we'll let we'll make T.J. Finley for about a quarter and a half look like Joe Montana. And I I think well, I think it'll be a ten point game in the fourth quarter. But I really feel like that we will never – I'm like you with the Arkansas game this weekend. I never felt like we were going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Even if they tied it, I did not feel like we were going to lose that game. And uh, I don't think it, this game would be in doubt. But I, I could see us winning by 17, tacking on a late touchdown or maybe a late pick six and, uh, and winning by 17. But still, you know, Auburn standing inside the number. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Not at all. All righty then. So let's talk about a couple more rivalry games this weekend. We're going to talk about the game. Wivalry if you don't know, week. if you don't know, did I say rivalry week? Rivalry week. What did I say it wrong? Apolo- Apologies if I did. No, I just love that commercial. They uh, they should they should play it every year. I don't I don't watch a whole lot of television, live TV outside of football, so I'm not clueless about what you're talking about. Anyway, the game, of course, is Ohio State-Michigan. And like I talked about earlier, nobody is stepping up in the Big Ten to challenge Ohio State, and we really need someone to challenge Ohio State. You know, Bama's been challenged. You know, two years ago, LSU represented the West and and kept us out of the playoffs. Georgia has that opportunity this year. So it's more than just a one-team show in the SEC, and it's just not in the Big Ten. And I'm dying to pick Michigan to win this game. I would have picked Michigan to win this game five, six weeks ago, but I just I don't think I can do it now. And the main reason is, and I talked, I told you about this off the air, is Michigan has beaten Ohio State three times this millennium. So if you're 21 years old, well, not even that. If you're if you're 30 years old, you probably only remember three or four times where Michigan has beat Ohio State, and that's just a sad existence to have. But I just it, – it, it sucks because, you know, only only a Bama quarterback can throw for 560 yards and how many – was it five touchdowns? Yep. He can throw for 560 yards and five touchdowns and lose ground in the Heisman race. Like, that's mm-hmm. unreal. <clears throat> unreal. Yep. yep. And, and you know, I, I think Michigan State is one of the worst pass defenses in the country this year. and But you're going to give C.J. Stroud – you know, the nod for – and he did. He put up great numbers. Not going to take anything away from him. But, my gosh, he played against a terrible team. But they're ranked seventh, you know. And it's funny because, you know, Florida was ranked ninth or t- 11th, I think, when we played them. But, like, we're not going to get credit for that win. But Michigan State ranked seventh, and you beat the crap out of them. And, you, you know, you're going to get credit for that win because it's so late in the year. Yep. But uh, I, I just – I don't see, you know, it just sucks because Ohio State's going to win. Ohio State's going to win the next week, and C.J. Stroud's going to wrap up the Heisman. And that, you know, if Michigan could do us a solid, I really think if 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 they keep Ohio State out of playing championship week, and we were to somehow beat Georgia, I think uh, I think Bryce Young will win the Heisman. Outside of that, I think it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah, Ohio State is one of couple of teams who well it may be just the only team outside of Georgia but who has taken care of business and passed the eye test for the last several weeks in a row and that's and that's what it amounts to is the eye test right now um I had high hopes last week for 
the teams that I was spouting off that we needed to get losses, and we we did. We got another one. You know, Oregon fell from mm-hmm. uh, got not just hammered by Utah this past week, and, that, and that's exactly what we needed. I was hoping at some point though we would have got a Cincinnati or a Notre Dame hiccup, but those those are not going to happen. Cincinnati still viable. Notre Dame is not. Notre Dame is a nineteen point favorite this this next Saturday, and they're finished. Their season's finished. They're done. They're they're sitting there waiting on their invitation. Um, who knows if it'll come or not? But that's uh, that's that's one of those teams that we don't have the luxury of of, of getting a loss. Ohio State, who we're talking about here in the Michigan game, has definitely looked the part. And we talked about it last week. There was only one team that we felt like could run the table in the Big Ten, and that is Ohio State. But I was a little surprised at the line. It only opened up at six. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> I only opened up at six. So I, I did a little deep dive too, okay? So, oh, I, like, I like when uh, – stat Tom is the best Tom. <laughs> So, Ohio State and Michigan have played six common opponents this year. All right? Okay. So, early in the season, Michigan played Rutgers at home. That's at Michigan. They won 20-13. to 13. Ohio State went on the road and beat them 52-13. to 13. They both went on the road to Nebraska. Michigan won a three-point game. Ohio State won a nine-point game. Michigan State, of course, beat Michigan before getting drubbed this past week by Ohio State. They both played Indiana. They both beat them 29-7 for Michigan, 54-7 Ohio State. Both played Penn State. Michigan beat them by four on the road. Ohio State beat them by nine at home. And they both drubbed Maryland by similar scores. All right, so over those six common opponents – Ohio State outscored them 287 to 85. Michigan outscored them 194 to 121. Hmm. Yeah. So Ohio State had the upper hand on, on both sides of that. They, they scored way more than Michigan. They give up significantly less than Michigan against the same opponents. Now, so why is the line out of whack, Tom? Well, I kept, I kept looking. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> out of these six teams... Both teams had comparable wins against two of them. One was at Nebraska, and the other was Penn State, which Michigan won on the road, Ohio State won at home. Both of those games were potential upset games for both teams. Uh, they they struggled to win. Both, both teams struggled to win that game. And so I started looking. What those teams have in common, at least somewhat, is that they play a little bit of defense. All right, so in the Big Ten, the number one defense in the Big Ten is Penn State. Both Michigan and Ohio State struggled with Penn State. Both of them pulled out close wins, but they struggled. Nebraska is ranked number eight in Big Ten defense, sort of right in the middle. So, so mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, heck, that's not too bad. You know what the... The anomaly here is Ohio State nor Michigan has played any one of the teams between two and eight. Really? Yep. 
Wisconsin is number two. Michigan is number three, which they had played each other. Yeah. Iowa, uh, Ohio State's number five or six. Purdue. Yeah. Um, and so they haven't played the tough defensive teams yet. And each of them are that defensive team. That may be what's happening here. Michigan State ranked number seven. They're they're like uh, they're eleventh in the conference of defense. They were they were an overrated uh, Big Ten top ten team there. So I mean they they caught lightning in a bottle when Michigan visited Michigan State. They're down thirty to fourteen. Score twice, convert both two point conversions, which. Uh, Brian Harson, that's when you go for two both times when you're down 16. So, anyway, regardless, you know, my point is I felt like Michigan State played over their heads to get back in that game. And then once it got tied, it, it was over. You know, I Michigan agree. State, the big mo, big momentum was on Michigan State's side. But carry on. And obviously, the top scoring offensive team in the conference is Ohio State. What do you think Michigan ranks on that list? Uh, fifth. Second. Really? Wow. Surprising, too. Very surprising. But that's more of an indictment of the conference than it is Michigan's offense, I think. Uh, there, there are no offensive teams in that conference except for maybe, who do you want to say, Maryland and Indiana? I mean, they're the ones that throw it all over the place, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're, outside of like Ohio we said, State. Their conference uh, division should have been named Big and Slow. Yeah, the, the 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 rest of those teams, every one of them, are ground and pound, control the clock, run the ball teams. Yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Illinois, Rutgers, all those. That's all they do. No 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 real passing threats there. So anyway, I thought that was interesting, and I think that's why the line is what it is. So Ohio State again, they haven't played a top defensive team in this conference since Penn State, and that's been several weeks ago, and they and Penn State did give them trouble. And that was a home game for Ohio State, by the way, too. That was mm-hmm. not a road game. So this is going to be an interesting one. I think it may be a little closer than people are giving it credit for just because of the eyeball test that Ohio State's been showing. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, you know, I, I think – you got to think Michigan's due. I mean, but I looked at the I looked at the Wikipedia page, and uh, which usually has accurate scores. And uh, I mean, some of these things have been blowouts. So hopefully they can, hopefully they can get on them because it would really help if Michigan made it. If Michigan puts Ohio, if they beat Ohio State, and Ohio State is out. Then all we have to do is root for Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins, I think we're in. As long as we don't get blown out by Georgia. Well, that's right, but you know that's the other that's the other thing. Penn State, the number one defense, Michigan, number three defense, sandwiched between them, Wisconsin. So yeah, yeah. Ohio State may not have a a two game cakewalk like we're thinking. They very well could get both of these teams. Very well could have a, a loss. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like uh, Daryl and I always talk about, kind of guess the lines, and normally we're pretty we're pretty tied on them. You know, we're within a point point and a half of each other. And I said, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. I said twelve to fourteen. And he said, I think it'll be six or seven. And he, you know, he was all over it, and I was not. So uh, the last game we're going to talk about is Bedlam. I don't know anything about either one of these teams other than Oklahoma's very overrated. But uh, what we need to happen is this: we need Oklahoma State to win, give Oklahoma their second loss, 
and then turn around and lose the next weekend to, I think, Baylor goes maybe. Well, essentially, we need the team that wins this game, we need them to lose next week. And if that if that happens, they're out. Then yeah, the big the right. Big 12 is uh, – the, yeah, the Big 12 is out of, uh, out of playoff contention. So we've already got the ACC gone. We've got the Pac-12 gone. All we need is probably one more conference gone, and we can get that. We, we've got two opportunities to get that with Wisconsin – uh, representing it was going to be Wisconsin or Iowa, and we ho- I hope it's Wisconsin. I think they have a better shot of beating Ohio State or Michigan. <clears throat> because the thing is, if Michigan wins, we need them to lose because they're only going to have one loss, and they're going to have one of the top wins in the country after beating Ohio State if that is the way it, it shakes out. Indeed. All right, so let's get to uh, see it. We're we're running a little short on time. This we've been pretty good in our hitting our sweet spot lately, but we're a little over time this time. Uh, CFP rankings, and I'm, I will go first. I'll just give you my top four plus two. One, I've got Georgia. Two, begrudgingly, I've got Ohio State. Three, I've got Bama, which sucks because I'm afraid the committee is going to drop us, and we all we both agreed that we need to stay at two. That way, if we lose to Georgia, maybe they just drop us to three. Now, if we lose to Georgia, do they? You know, are they going to leave us at three? That's something we'll have to see. And then I've got Michigan at four. My number five team is Notre Dame, head-to-head be damned, and number six is Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I like your order. Uh, again, I'm going to read your your sheet to me says, how do I think the top four should look? And yes. I do think that it should look like Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, and Michigan. I have that agreement 100%. The way I think it will look, Come tomorrow night is Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, and Cincinnati. <laughs> I do think there'll be a fourth. And to reiterate, I've said it for several weeks, I do think Cincinnati gets in the playoff this year. Just the way everything's shaking out, I was trying to get them lost. Now, they still have – they have to beat East Carolina, and then they'll end up playing Houston. They have two legitimate shots of losing, but – if they win, they're in. I'm just telling you, if they win, they're gonna get. They're gonna put them in there. I don't agree with it, but they're gonna put them in there. And, yes. and let's let me put it this way: sets too. a horrible precedent. If if chalk holds for the next two weeks, where the favorites are, are, you know, the favorites, no upsets or whatnot, just all the favorites win. You may have a playoff that looks like Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, you very well may have that. The Notre Dame one would be a juggle between them and Oklahoma State because I just said chalk would win, so Oklahoma State would would beat Oklahoma and either uh, Oklahoma Baylor State, or Oklahoma yeah. again. Oklahoma State gets in in that situation, so they might jump Notre Dame there, but who knows? You know. Well, it's a sad day if if, uh, if Cincinnati gets in. I don't care what they do the last two weeks. It's just an absolute joke, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, in another podcast. But let's recap the bets. Uh, I got the sheet here from last week. I couldn't remember what you went. <laughs> Both of us had zero in one column. I had zero in the loss column. I went 2-0. and oh. I had Missouri, and I had uh, South Carolina, and I don't know if I called for the outright winner on either one of those. I don't think it is South Carolina, but – you know, Missouri, I definitely liked them to cover uh, the game. Was it a night game? I know it ended at night. I think it was a 3 o'clock kick, and it ended at night. I mean, you're in you're Florida, you're in Missouri, long way from home. It's chilly. And, of course, both of my teams won outright. You had? 
I had my first, I believe, 0-2 of the year, and I got to looking at it after the fact, and I think I let my uh, my little brain do the talking last week because <laughs> I had <laughs> I had I had Michigan State, woo, and I also had SMU, double yeah. woo. Both of those got run completely <laughs> out of the stadiums. I think they were all losing at halftime by their respective margins by. Probably double. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was bad. I could, I, of course, I did the four game parlay, and I was I was out early after the At Michigan. At least you didn't State. have to sweat it. No kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that wraps us up for this weekend. Wait or, a minute, yeah, I'm, go gonna, I'm gonna put in some new bets for this. Oh, week. I guess we need to do that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Go because ahead I, and have I've game got one. I've got an interstellar lock here. Boise State, unranked Boise State, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over San Diego State. And not only are they a two-and-a-half-point favorite over number 19 San Diego State, they're on the road at number 19 San Diego State. So an unranked team is a favorite on the road over a top-20 team all day long. We've played this a couple times this year. It's won every time. I expect it to be 3-0. That is a Tom Sim special for sure. Well, I, a lot of times when, like I said, D and I always guess the, the lines, if one of us is off, usually that means that means take it. And uh, so I, I really felt like Ohio State was going to be 12 to 14-point favorites, even though the game's at Michigan. And so they're, they're open at six. It's, it's settled at seven and a half. I've got Ohio State seven and a half with an easy winner and cover. Yep. I can't blame you. You'll be with the other 95% of the population there. And y'all may y'all win. Uh, my next one, I'm going to do the exact same thing I did with Boise State. Although Michigan State is going to drop substantially out of the top ten after that showing last week, they go back home, but they'll still be ranked. But Penn State is going to go into their house and deal them a second consecutive loss as they pick them. So I have Penn State as they pick them over Michigan State, who will be ranked still all right my last game auburn 19 and a half you can play this game as if it's already occurred and um i just i don't see us covering you know 38 to 19 would be a butt kicking and they would cover 19 and a half so i just i don't think that we can hold them out our defense is just not up to par and the crazy thing though is our offense can is capable of scoring enough to beat anybody in the country georgia Ohio State, whatever. I, I just our defense. If it shows up, if we can play a complete game against Georgia, we'll win. I think we all agree with that. Uh, Georgia's opened up as a four and a half point favorite. No argument there. But it's going to take a Herculean effort. It's not not a Herculean effort. It's just going to take a solid B plus A minus game in all phases of the game. Like we don't have to play the perfect game because Georgia's got flaws too. Which we'll get we'll get to in in uh, in depth next week, but it is going to take a very good game defensively. I think our offense shows up. I think we can put up thirty, maybe thirty one on Georgia, and will that be enough? We'll see because they have uh, they have they have put up a lot of points this year, but they have not faced a, a team that is capable of scoring with them. And you know if we can get up and score, you know seven nothing, ten nothing. The, the pressure will tighten. We're going to expect to win. They're going to hope to win. We'll see. But uh, anyway, that wraps up this episode of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting, Tom, especially this week. If you're going to hate Auburn, you better hate early and you better hate often. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Take it easy, guys.
You've seen Junior's grades. <laughs>